Welcome to Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast with Elizabeth Crawford, where I dish with trendsetters, tastemakers, and industry experts about everything from emerging trends to regulatory pressures to marketing strategies. Ever since the Coca-Cola company offered its first coupon in 1887 for a free glass of Coke at any dispenser of genuine Coca-Cola, Coupons have helped manufacturers drive sales, stores generate foot traffic, and both build loyalty. But pandemic-related shifts in where and how consumers shop and the economic fallout of lockdowns has changed how brands, stores, and shoppers all engage with coupons. According to consumer research conducted by Valasis, online shopping and digital coupons are on the rise. But while paper coupons may be declining, they're still heavily influencing what consumers buy and where they buy it. Valis' survey found that after the coronavirus outbreak, the percentage of consumers buying all or most of their groceries online climbed to 67% in 2020, from 58% the year before. It also found this percentage would be higher if they could use more coupons while shopping online. Specifically, 45% of consumers said they would shop online more if they could use more coupons, an increase from 37% before the pandemic in 2019. But coupons aren't just important to online shoppers. Valis has found 70% of consumers increased their savings behavior during the pandemic, and 76% expect to continue these modified behaviors over the course of the next year. This includes increased use of both paper and paperless coupons and discounts, which 60% of shoppers said they used to save money on groceries in 2020, compared to only 53% in 2019. To better understand how modern consumers are using coupons, both physically and digitally, and how retailers and brands can make the most of their promotional value post-pandemic, Sarah Korob, Retailer Trends Director at Savings.com, shares in this episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast, recent consumer research conducted by the coupon aggregator. She shares details about who uses coupons and why, what types of promotions are most appealing, logistical considerations surrounding digital and physical coupons, and what steps brands and retailers need to take to make the most of coupons in the modern era. While coupons have been a part of everyday life since the late 1800s, Korob notes that historically their use has surged during periods, like now, of economic instability and rapid technological advancement. Coupons started being a part of uh, everyday life all the way back in the late 1800s. Um, So it was about 130 years ago, um, somebody decided to make a coupon for a free glass of Coke um, anywhere where Coke was sold. So that was the the first, um, you know, introduction to it. And then um, there was a surge in coupon usage during the Great Depression back in the 30s. Um, And then later in the 40s, supermarket chains started using coupons as a way to attract customers to shopping at their stores versus um, locally owned stores. Um, and since since the 50s, I mean, grocery coupons have been very common in everyday life, printed like, you know, physical grocery coupons, but um, 
starting in the 90s when the Internet started becoming a thing. Um, people could find free coupons available on the Internet. Um, and then it was kind of in the, the mid uh, to early 2000, yeah, like, what is it, um, around 2006, 2007, uh, coupon aggregator site, uh, excuse me, coupon aggregation sites started to become uh, pretty common. And then with the recession in 2008, uh, they really started hitting their stride because everybody was looking for ways to save money. Um, and at that same time, um, extreme couponing was a thing. So I don't know if you remember that TLC show, <laughs> Extreme Couponing, um, but it was the the whole process of um, finding printed grocery coupons and matching them up with store sales and um, just utilizing every tool available to, to get the most savings possible when you were shopping um, at a grocery store. Uh, and since that time, coupon aggregation sites have, you know, flourished. I, like, I work at savings.com. We've been around since 2007. Um, and uh, since, yeah, I mean, so like the aggregation sites are still doing quite well. Um, a lot of them have um, started to create browser extensions um, so that coupons are automatically added to your purchases, or at least you're notified if there's a coupon available for one of your purchases online. Um, and you know, mobile apps are becoming more and more common now too. So the industry has really developed, along, developed and evolved along with the way that, that technology has evolved and the way that people have been using it. While most consumers now use their smartphones or the internet to compare prices, find discounts, and collect coupons, Korob notes that when it comes to food and beverage, physical coupons are still king, making it vital that brands and retailers offer promotions across different platforms and channels. So according to our survey findings, um, 79% of people who are looking for food and beverage coupons are still looking for physical coupons. Um, well, 77, 77% are looking for digital coupons. And so, um, you know, it's, it's getting pretty neck and neck there. And so I think it's important for food and beverage, um, well, restaurants or retailers, um, to still be playing in both spaces um, because people are, are still looking for, uh, for coupons in both spaces. One of the key findings of the survey was that 75% um, of consumers have downloaded an app for the express purpose of receiving coupons and deals. Um, and that, that number, I think, is pretty high considering that we um, surveyed, you know, boomers, uh, millennials, and Gen Xers. Um, so, you know, most people have at this point downloaded an app for that purpose, and I think that can be, or, well, yes, that is um, for online coupons, things like Ibotta or different store apps. Um, like I'm in Southern California, so I have the Ralph's app on my phone. Um, you know, if it's online deals, uh, apps like Rakuten, um, and for food and uh, experience offers, uh, apps like Groupon are really um, popular for that. Um, when you start looking at how um, Gen Z folks are looking to save money, um, I had an interesting conversation the other day with uh, an Instagram and YouTube influencer, and she let, she promotes um, fashion on her channels. And she let me know that um, a lot of her girls, her followers on her channels, um, they'll like kind of scroll right past something or choose not to buy it if she doesn't offer a coupon code for it. So um, with Gen Z folks making so many of their purchasing decisions based off of social recommendations, I think that that'll be something that's really important in the future is for brands to consider how they're distributing codes um, through those channels. 
Korob adds that brands and retailers working with influencers should not rely solely on discount codes, but should also work with them and bloggers to embed on their sites and in their feeds coupons that can be printed and taken to physical stores, some of which don't have the means for reimbursing digital discounts. Also, when developing coupon campaigns, Corb notes that retailers and brands must tailor the type of promotion to meet their target audience needs and preferences. So, for example, she explains that while coupons are popular among consumers across demographics, they resonate best with younger consumers, especially millennials who came of age during the recession and learned from an early age to search for discounts online before buying anything. More than 40% of millennials use coupon aggregators uh, often while shopping online compared to just 33% of Generation X shoppers and 20% of baby boomers. Um, And this suggests that aggregator sites are effective um, when trying to reach younger shoppers. Um, As a millennial myself, as an older millennial, um, you know, we we became adults during the, the recession in 2008, right? Like that's when we were starting our adult lives. Um, and we needed to, to make ends meet. And so um, at that time, millennials, like we, ag- coupon aggregator sites, um, things like, uh, well, savings.com, of course, but the, like things like Groupon, um, those were really big at that time. And we, it just became part of how we shopped um, during that time in our lives. And I think that uh, it became ingrained in, in how we shop. Uh, so I'm not, I wasn't surprised to see that, that results from our findings that, Um, millennials were very um, used to using coupon aggregation sites because once you see that you can save on a purchase, like why would you go back to not saving on a purchase if you can? Uh, And in addition to that, um, we found with our survey that uh, women are more likely to use coupon aggregators than men. Um, So 40% of them said that they often or always use um, or search for coupons on an uh, aggregator site when shopping compared to only 32% of men. Um, Additionally, I think it's important for food and beverage companies um, to consider their target demographic when they're determining the type of offer that they're putting out. Um, Our survey found that older audiences, uh, you know, baby boomers, uh, their preferred uh, promotion type is a BOGO, so a buy one, get one. Um, And so if a, a... merchant or a, a restaurant uh, is looking to attract an older audience, they might want to consider using a BOGO offer. Um, whereas if they're trying to attract the, you know, younger consumers, Gen X or millennials, um, they preferred a percentage off coupon versus a, a BOGO. While buy one, get one and percent discounts are the most popular types of promotions for coupons, savings.com survey found the least popular offers are free shipping and rebates. Like finding a coupon or a discount on our purchases is kind of an expected thing now. Free shipping is very much an expected thing. Um, this is something that Amazon has kind of trained into us all at this point. Um, uh, not having free shipping is actually one of the top reasons why uh, a customer will abandon their online cart. Um, if they see that they have to pay for shipping, they, they'll bail and they'll find it somewhere else. Um, so... Uh, I think that the reason why free shipping showed up so low in our survey results was it was just that people expect it. Um, and even uh, places that don't offer just like flat free shipping like Amazon does, 
um, some merchants have some merchants or online stores have um, a minimum free shipping or a minimum purchase amount, and then they'll offer free shipping. So um, Macy's, for example, is a good example of this. Macy's.com. Um, if you spend twenty-five dollars or more, then you get free shipping. Um, so that's a very common thing that you'll see with with online retailers is they'll have that that minimum purchase amount, so that they make sure that their um, you know average order value is still relatively high, but uh, they'll offer free shipping as a way to keep people shopping there and not um, you know bouncing to to go find the same item or something similar uh, at a place like Amazon. Rebates that is the lowest um, the the least preferred type of discount um, just because of when you think of a rebate, you think of the process of having to submit a rebate and the amount of time that it takes. So um, in the past, you have to like actually fill out a form and send it in in the mail, um, and it takes weeks or months to get that money back. Um, that process has, has gotten a little bit better um, now that so much is done online. Um, a lot of places offer you know, like online rebates. Um, but some coupon aggregation sites uh, like Rakuten, for example, so that was Ebates previously, um, they have actually figured out uh, it's, it's great to pair coupons and deals with uh, cash back, which is basically a rebate. So it still takes a similar amount of time. It takes a, you know, like a month or so, a month or two to, to get your cash back payment, your, your rebate payment, but um, the process is automated and done online. So um, while traditional rebates are you know, at the bottom of the list, um, people are still using cash back uh, kind of as a replacement for that. While digital coupons are gaining popularity with consumers, brands, and retailers, several limitations continue to hold them back and should be considered when creating a campaign. The most prominent among these, according to Korob, is that not all retailers can easily reimburse digital discounts, and not all e-commerce sites can accept physical coupons. It's, it's pretty cost prohibitive uh, for stores to make that, that transition fully to, being, um, to accepting digital coupons versus physical ones. Um, and so I think that that's been a roadblock for some stores to, to fully make that transition. But um, I think it's, it's super important for, <laughs> for stores to, to make that transition um, in order to stay relevant with, with the way that consumers are using technology. And when uh, stores transfer to, um, you know, digital only coupons, it provides the, the efficiency of that provides so much more uh, real time insight for their marketing teams to understand what's working and what isn't working, um, that I think in the long run, it'll be worth it. Um, making that switch investing, investing the money to make that switch will be worth it. Um, I think one thing that needs to be worked on a little bit from the, the grocery the CPG sort of uh, perspective is um, with so many people ordering groceries online during this time, there isn't really a great process for applying physical coupons to those purchases. So um, while you can uh, apply digital coupons, um, if people have physical coupons like the, the loyalty ones that grocery stores send out, for example, um, there's not a great process for applying those. And so I think uh, going forward, I, I don't think it, people are – I think that the people that um, chose to do their grocery shopping by purchasing online and having it either delivered or um, set at the store for pickup, um, I don't think that that's going to decrease now that the, you know, the pandemic is sort of fizzling and 
Um, we're going back to normal a little bit, um, so I think it's important for um, grocery retailers to, to figure out that process of being able to apply physical coupons to purchases made online for delivery or pickup. Um, and as far as online deals, I don't see coupon aggregator sites going away. I don't see browser extensions going away. Um, I think um, some of those sites and companies will need to focus more on how um, their consumers are applying the coupons uh, on their mobile devices. Um, so making sure that their sites or their apps are, um, are good to go for use on phones, on tablets, on all of that, and making sure that that experience is optimized um, as more and more people are doing shopping uh, through those devices versus their laptops or desktops. Indeed, Savings.com projects nearly 80% of all coupon redemptions will come through mobile apps and surge to be worth $91 billion in the near future, making this a worthwhile investment for brands and retailers alike. And with that, we've come to the end of another episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast. I hope you'll join me again next week for another installment. And to ensure that you remember, I encourage you to subscribe to us. Until next time, this is Elizabeth Crawford wishing you a productive, profitable, and safe week.